reward of the yoke. Amen. We don't need to live an ill-spent life. Praise God. We only have a short while uh, on this earth, and the few days that we have, we need to make every one of them count for the glory of God. And can everybody say amen? You can be seated. Amen. Beginning today at Leviticus, the 22nd, 26th chapter and the third verse. Leviticus today. Hallelujah. God said, I'll break Satan's yoke and then I will give you my yoke. I will break Satan's yoke and then you can take my yoke. There's a reward today for people that are willing to submit their lives to God and take the yoke. Everybody say the yoke. Amen. Those that are willing to take the yoke, there's wonderful victories. It is so sad when people never bring themselves under that submission to God and find the rich reward and the wonderful benefits of serving and living for God. Moses speaking through to the children of Israel, he said, if you keep my statues and keep my commandments and do them, he said, and I will walk among you. What a wonderful promise. If you'll just keep his statutes, his commandments, then he said, I'm going to walk among you and I will be your God and ye shall be my people. He said, I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that ye should not be bondsmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke. I have broken the bands. Those old bands and bondage that you was in, he said, I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. What a beautiful and a wonderful promise just to get to walk with God. He said, I'll walk among you, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. And I am the Lord God that brought you forth out of the land of Egypt. And an amazing God had to remind Israel that he was the one that brought them out, that you would not be bondsmen, Amen. but I have, I have broken the bond. I have broken the bands of yoke, the yoke of sin that was upon you, he said, I have broken that, and I've given you help and liberty. But then Moses again told them, said, if you will not take the yoke of God, then there's another yoke that will be upon you. He said, because thy service not the Lord thy God with joyfulness. Listen to these words today. Because you didn't live for God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things, the abundance of all things. We have been so wonderfully blessed with the abundance of things. He said, therefore, shalt thy serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. He said, he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. So we have before us an open door. We have a choice that we can make. We can take the yoke of God. Everybody say the yoke of God. Or you can take the yoke of iron. 
And he said that it, it will be on you until it has destroyed you. Amen. God, give us that vision, that understanding of making a right decision. We're here today because at one point in our life, without a doubt, we knew that it was the right thing to do and the better thing for our life. Can I get an amen? Is that not the reason we're in the house today? Is that not the reason we started out living for God? Is because the yoke of iron was about to break our neck. Amen. And we decided, we made that conscious decision. And we said, there's got to be something better to life than this. And that brought you to the house of God. But I want to tell you today and preach to you what I feel the Lord has laid upon my heart. That does not take away the fact that there is a yoke. Here he said, because you're not serving God with joyfulness. I'm going to tell you the people of God are the happiest people on this earth. The people of God, the real church. There's always a church in a church. Amen. And the real church is full of joy of the Lord. Because you didn't serve God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, it became a burden to you. Then he said, I'm going to give you another yoke, and it shall be unto you a yoke of iron. Thank God for the blessing of the yoke of God that he has given us. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. He said, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Thank God for the yoke that God has given us. He, he did not say there was no yoke. He said there is a yoke, but it is an easy yoke, and it is light burdens. But I want to tell you the minds of the people in general today in the world that we're living in, they are so twisted and so messed up until they look at the things of God and they consider the things of God being hard and their life easy. But it's not true. We've got the easy yoke and we have the light burdens upon us today. Thank God for God's yoke. And I, I think about the scripture said it's good for a man that he would bear the yoke in his youth. And I just want to preach by the help of the Lord today. And I trust the Holy Ghost would search out a heart and an empty heart and a thirsty heart that would hear the word of the Lord and understand the word of God. You know, we live in a culture and a time whenever people think that young people should sow their wild oats and they should not be very responsible. Well, that's contrary to the Bible. Amen. I do not believe that they need to go out and taste of everything and do everything and drink everything and smoke everything and live a miserable, sick life and then come back someday to God. I believe that they can live this good life all of their life. They do not have to taste the drugs of the world, the alcohol of the world, the cigarettes of the world, and all the things the world has to offer. But young people, I must tell you today, it is a yoke, but it is a good yoke, and it is a easy yoke. It is the yoke of God. And the Bible said that it is good that you would bear this yoke in your youth. 
meaning as soon as you can, get your neck under that yoke, yield yourself to that yoke. What does a yoke speak of today? A yoke speaks of control in our life. It speaks of accountability. It speaks of structure. It speaks of discipline. And of course, all these things, uh, are, it's a humbling, but then it all adds up to blessing us and helping us. A yoke, a yoke is to control us. Hear me again today. If you're gonna have the yoke, you're gonna be easily controlled. You're gonna be accountable if you're gonna have a yoke. You're gonna have structure to your life if you're gonna have a yoke. You're gonna discipline yourself if you're going to have the yoke of God. I just trust today, amen, in this service that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would fall down upon every heart and out of some young person or whoever in this house that has an ear to hear, that your heart would leap out inside of you today and you would say, oh God, yes, I want the yoke. Everybody wants the reward of the yoke, but nobody wants the yoke. The flesh never wants the yoke, but everybody wants the reward of the yoke. Thank God for something to control us, to make us accountable, to add structure to our life, to discipline us. The flesh never wants these things. Now let me tell you something about the flesh through the word of the Lord. Romans 7 and 18 said, I know that in me. He said, that is in my flesh. Dwelleth no good thing, for the will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. The Apostle Paul said, I know something about my flesh. He said, that is my flesh. There dwelleth no good thing. Amen. The flesh, again, in Galatians, the Bible said the flesh lusteth against the spirit. The spirit against the flesh. He said these are contrary one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. You got a war going on. You got a fight going on. It's contrary flesh to the yoke of God. Let me tell you, the sooner you bring it under subjection to the spirit, the greater the rewards and the blessings and the victory. The apostle Paul said, I know, I know this. There's nothing good within my flesh. Amen. He said, I know this, that the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. No wonder that's why the apostle Paul said, but I keep under my body, I bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have been an example or preached to others that I myself should be a castaway. Hey friend, I'm gonna tell you, we have not made it yet. We have not run the last mile of the way. 
We have not heard him say, well done. It would be wise as I preach to the young people today that the oldest one in the building would listen to the word of the Lord. Amen. Because after you have preached or after you have been an example to others, if you're not careful, you can become a castaway because of this contrary nature and flesh that we're wrapped up in and that we're dealing with today. The contrary flesh says no to any kind of yoke, any kind of bondage, any kind of control, any kind of accountability, any kind of structure, any kind of discipline. It says, I don't want that. I want to be like a wild animal running, hey man, doing my own thing. But hear me today, nothing good ever comes out of a life until they submit to control, accountability, structure, and discipline. Nothing good. Your life does not help anything. It does not add anything to the kingdom of God or to our world until you're willing to say, control me. Let me be accountable. Let me have structure. And I am willing to discipline myself then comes forth the beauty of a life oh how sad it is to see a life lived ill spent because they would not bear the yoke they did not want the control they did not want to be accountable they didn't want the structure and they did not want discipline in their life but if it's going to be something for the glory of God it's going to be because you understand hey in my flesh is no good thing in my flesh it lusts against the spirit and the flesh against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and they're just always contrary to one another and that should bring you to where the apostle Paul was at I know what I'm going to do with my body I'm going to bring it into subjection lest by any means when I have preached to others older people should preach to others older people should be an example to what others are to do amen and I want to tell you something when you're not an example you're just a castaway somebody just tosses you out of your mind and says you can't pay that any attention you can't pay them any attention because they have allowed their body not to be under subjection to the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, if you listen to your flesh, friend, you're going to split hell wide open. If you, well, I said it, I'll say it again. I want it to burn in your mind because I'm not here to play church. I'm not here to tickle anybody's ear. I'm here to reach a soul. I'm here to get somebody to leap off the pew and say, give me the yoke, Brother Holmes. I'll take it. I'll live it. I'll walk it. I'll do it. I'll be what God wants me to be. Come on, the Holy Ghost wants to help all of us today. The Holy Ghost wants to help all of us today. The Holy Ghost wants to help all of us today. Come on, reach your voices and hands up to God. Come on, close your eyes and let God touch your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, don't let anyone that's in this house today go untouched by your word. Let their heart leap out of their chest today and say, I want to do what's right. 
You can be seated. I want to tell you today, we've all missed the mark. And when we miss the mark, you know what we ought to do? We ought to be big enough to go back and say, hey, I missed the mark. Amen. That's what builds confidence in a person when they say, yes, I made a mistake, but I'm going to tell you it's not going to be like that because I'm going to live the life. I'm going to be controlled. I'm going to have this yoke on me. I'm going to be accountable. I'm going to have structure to my life and I'm going to discipline my flesh to do the will of God. James picked up on this. He used two examples. He used the example of a horse, which was common in that day, of course, uh, their way of transportation. And then he used, he called it a great ship. And he told how these are controlled. James said, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we may turn about their whole body. We put bits in a horse's mouth that they may obey us and we can control them. David said in Psalms, he said, be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. He said, don't be like the horse or like the mule that does not have understanding. Hey Amen. It, it's got to have this rigid, hard, harsh uh, bridle in his bits, in his mouth to help control him. i tell you what, and then Psalmist David said the verse just before that, he said, this is what you want to be like. He said, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. Listen to this now. He said, I will guide thee with mine eye. Oh, friend, it's a whole lot better to be able to listen to your tender conscience than to have to have God to put the harness and the bridle and some harsh bit in our mouth to jerk us and to turn our head. But I want to tell you, I want to tell God today, God, if you got to put a harsh bit in my mouth, just put it in my mouth. Amen. Because I want to be controlled. I want to be accountable. I want to have structure and I want to be disciplined. Well, are you preaching with me today? Amen. Hallelujah. Have I got to where you're living? Amen. Praise God. We've got to be saved above everything. But David said the better way is that I could be this, that you would guide me with your eye. He said, be not as the horse or the mule, which you've got to have, it doesn't have understanding, so it's got to have bits in its mouth. Hey Amen. Give me understanding of life. I wonder if you can think back today when the rewards came in your life when the blessings came to you in your life. And every older person here, I know you could stand to your feet and shout a thousand amens to what I'm saying for the benefit of these young people. You know when it came, it came the day that you submitted your flesh and you got under the yoke and you understood that you have to work together in this world. You understood how important it is to work in harmony and live in harmony. And that's when blessings... Am I right or am I wrong? 
You remember the breakover point when you got rid of that little smart aleck edge spirit Hey, man, and you understood, hey, I don't want to lose no more jobs. I don't want to run through any more blessings. Hey, man, I want to submit myself. I want to listen. I've got to do better than this. I've got to overcome. You know, a few licks on our head, it ought to, say, it ought to wake us up and we get our direction. Help us not forever to be learning and forever to be learning over and over. Lessons we should have learned early in life. We go around and around around the mountain as the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness never to get it straightened out, never to find direction. Hey friend, I've been around the mountain enough. I want to go to the promised land. I love these rewards too much. Come on. Come on. Clap your hands today. Come on. Loosen on up and let God speak to your spirit. I want to be free in the Holy Ghost. I want the anointing. I want the help of the spirit in my life. When did it break over for you? When did you get the greatest rewards and the blessings in your life? It's when you willfully and humbly went over and said, Yes, Lord, put your yoke on my neck. I submit myself to you and I want to do your will. Then James used this other example. He called it a great ship. He said, Behold, also ships which though they be so great, and are driven of a furious wind. A furious wind drives them. He said, yet are they turned about with a very small helm? Are they turned about? It's just a little, little something under that ship uh, that's directing its path, uh, amen, to where it needs to go. Oh, God, help us today. Help us to be sensitive. Help us to be careful. Help us to want to walk with you and to just say, God, let me have your yoke. Let me have your yoke. I, I know this at the very best, though, with our flesh, it, it, must be, it must be pressed. Nobody's flesh is automatic. You wouldn't born just jumping up in the morning and say, oh, what a beautiful day. What a wonderful day. Let me go out and work all day. Let me work from sunup to sundown. Let me give my best. Let me go to church. Let me live for God. People are not born that way. It's the rebirth that makes us that way. We must be born again. And there's always excuses why people don't do what they should do. And it seems to be when you study the scripture over and over, the more of the natural things that people have, the more difficult it is for them to do the right things. In fact, the apostle Paul to the Corinthian church, he said, it's not many wise, it's not many noble, hey man, of this world. But it, it, the, then Jesus said, this gospel's going to be preached to the poor, looking for humble people. When he gave the parable and he made the great supper, everybody say great supper. Everybody say great dinner. He made that great dinner and he went out and invited people. He invited people to come, but one said, began to make excuses. One, I brought a piece of ground. I have bought five yoke of ox, oxen. He said, and I have, one another one said, I have married a wife. And they came telling the Lord these things. 
And so the servants came and shewed the Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and the lane of the city and bring thither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servants said, Lord, we have done as thou hast commanded, yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servants, Go into the highways and the hedges and listen to this word and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. If your flesh gets to church tonight, it's going to be because you compelled your flesh. God's going to help us. We're going to be saved in spite of this flesh, Brother Herring. We're determined. Amen. There's a war going on. There's a contrary nature in us. There's a battle being fought. There's no good thing within this flesh. This flesh will sit down. This flesh will do nothing. Amen. Other than fulfill its own desires and ego and all the things that it desires. It will not be accountable. It will not have structure. It will not be controlled. It will not uh, be disciplined. There's nobody's flesh that jumps up and down and says, oh, discipline me. I want to be disciplined, but through maturity, through growth, through understanding the Bible, we understand you don't get blessed until you take the yoke. And the more of the yoke you take, the greater the reward gets. So you get real sensitive to the yoke. In fact, you get where David was at when he talked about, he said, you control me with your eyes. Boy, it's a wonderful thing, parents, when you can get your children to where when you look at them, they know what you're talking about. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. And God help us to know when God takes a look at us that we know what he's talking about. Amen. I want to tell you, I've had some lessons in life by the help and grace of God I don't ever intend to repeat. Amen. I want to go on with God. And that's what makes a victorious church. And can I tell you, that's what's brought us to where we're at today is because there have been a group of people that we've been praying together, seeking God together, that has led us, God has led us to this very point because we were willing to discipline ourselves. To everybody wants the reward. And there's never been a truer saying, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Sure. But let me tell you the key. Everybody can do it one time real good. Most everybody can do it one time, two times, maybe three times real good. But I'm going to tell you when you do it day in and day out and 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 you're consistent every day and you're consistent every day and you're consistent every day and you're accountable and you're disciplined and you're control and you've got the yoke on you and you just do it every day. You do it when you don't feel like doing it. You do it when you feel like doing it. You do it when others are not doing it. You do it when no Nobody's not looking in. You just do it. You do it because you know it's right. You do it because you know God's put a yoke on you. You know it. Well. Yep. 
everybody wants the yoke of the blessing, but they don't want the yoke, but you can't separate the two. If you get the reward, you've got to take the yoke. And the quicker you learn the yoke and the benefit of the yoke, and you get rid of the devil's yoke, and the day you get rid of the devil's yoke is when you start listening to God. And God says, okay, if you're not going to take my yoke, I'll give you another yoke. I'll give you a yoke of iron that you can't hardly bear. I'm going to tell you, that yoke of iron will push your chin right down on the ground. That yoke of iron is so heavy, you can't, you can't carry it. But I thank God, that's why we're shouting happy in this building today and living for God. That's the reason. Brother Kaiser told me this week, he said, I've made a lot of decisions, some bad. I've made some good ones. But he said, the best one I ever made is when I made up my mind to come to this church. Hey, if it's not doing you good, you wouldn't be here. But I'm going to tell you, the church can't do you any good if you don't have an ear to hear. The minute you stop this right here, you just seem to be out here somewhere sitting under a shade tree somewhere because the church can't do you any good. The church only do, does us good when we're willing to, amen, we're willing to hear the word of the Lord. Am I preaching to you the Bible? Is it the word of the Lord or is it a story out of the reader's digest? Oh, friend, it's the book. 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 And can I tell you, the book will work. The book is guaranteed. The book will always work. The book never fails. The word of God is true. And the Bible said, let every man be a liar. Don't come to me with that stuff. I did it and it didn't work. Don't bring that stuff to me. Go tell somebody that'll lick your wounds and agree with you. I don't, will never agree. Amen. I've already been, hallelujah, 56 years. I've already watched a whole bunch of things. And I know without a shadow of a doubt. Better than money back guaranteed. Sears may go under and they've gone way down, but this good God of heaven, he has not diminished. He's not slipped a degree. Give me the yoke, give me the yoke, give me the yoke, give me the yoke of God. I want to do the will of God with my life. You know what is so sad? It's so sad that some people will never see and enjoy the benefit of the yoke because they went at it half-hearted and they will never know. And they become, it becomes an ill-spent life of what they could have done and what they could have been. But a few little foolish, fleshly cravings and desires that they seemingly could not quench and they could not control, drove them off the map, drove them off the chart. Amen. If they miss the good blessings, 
I don't want to miss the blessings, amen, and the victories that God has intended for the people of God. Yes, amen. He said, go out there and tell even the poor. What are you going to do to the poor? The poor will have to compel themselves to do what's right, to come into the house of God. It's amazing, a marvelous thing whenever one man will take the yoke of God upon him. In the book of Romans, talking about Adam, said, if by one man or Adam offenses, offense of death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Death came by Adam, life came by Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men condemnation, or by the offense of Adam, by his sin, judgment came in condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men into justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, or by Adam's, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall be many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered, or the Ten Commandments, that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, or sin brought death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin brought death, but grace has given us power to bear the yoke and to live right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? If you can get one person doing right, if one person will be the example that God wants us to be and wanted you to be and me to be, guess what happens? Many are affected by it and many are made righteous because there's a lying voice in this world saying you cannot live a good life and a happy life with the yoke of God, but that's the only way you can really, truly live, amen, and enjoy the peace of God is through the grace of God that gives us power to live right in a sick, sinful world. Thank God for the yoke. Don't fight it. Don't sling your head against it. Don't resist it. Just bow your head onto it and say, God, I submit to you. I want your discipline in my life. I want accountability in my life. I want control in my life. Amen. And the more you become accountable and the more you are disciplined, then the greater the blessing and the reward is in your life. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today. I think about Jacob of old, such a great man in the Old Testament that loved God so much. He got the birthright. No doubt it was his dream and desire someday that he would pass it to his elder son, 
He had a son, Reuben, and the Bible said it was his firstborn. He looked at him. He called all of his boys in, all 12 sons, and he, to bless them. And when he prayed over Reuben, he said, Thou art my firstborn, my might, the beginning of my strength, excellency, listen to this, excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. But then he said something very sad about Reuben. He said, unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Unstable as water. Amen. Can't stay steadfast. Can't stay consistent. Can't stay determined. Amen, Reuben. And so because of that, you will not excel. Then he told of how he had committed sin and the sons of Reuben, Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but for as much as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. And the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright, or it means it was, even though he was elder, it was, he was not officially in the genealogy of being the, uh, the first son or the, the one to line up first and have that double portion. And it was all about because he was as unstable as water. What does it speak of? He cannot control his flesh. And so because he cannot control his flesh, he loses his birthright. Amen. Oh, God, give us that stickability, that backbone, that we would not be unstable. The lust of the flesh drove him so hard that he could not do the right things. Amen. And because he listened to his flesh and fell into to sins, then the Bible said his birthright of being the first was taken away and it was given to Joseph's sons. And I'm sorry to tell you, but it was taken from Joseph's sons and it was given to Judah. Amen. And that's where the tribe uh, comes through David right on up to the Messiah. Thank God. So I'm gonna, we don't have no corner on this today. We don't have, we're not locked into this. Amen. It's just if I do right today and do right tonight, amen, that I can keep my birthright and I can keep this Holy Ghost in me. But in order to do right, you know what I've got to have? I've got to have the yoke on me and I've got to submit myself to God and do his will. Oh, God, help us today not to lose sight. Has someone got the vision today? Has some, can you see it today? Can you understand the benefit of the yoke of God and don't, don't allow another good day to slip through your fingers that you would not submit to control and you would not submit, amen, to the will of God and discipline in your life and do the will of God in your life and take the yoke of God upon you. I think about Jonah, how happy he could have been. God called him to go to the city of Nineveh and to preach to them. God called him. God's hand was upon him. 
but he, he fought that yoke. He fought the perfect will of God in his life so much till he finds himself in a fish. And then he, he wakes up when he gets in the fish, in the belly of the fish, he begins to pray. He finds the mercy of God. God delivers him out of that situation. And he thinks, man, I'm home free. But here comes the yoke again, the yoke says, go to Nineveh and preach to him. He makes his way to Nineveh and preaches, but he's, he's got a horrible attitude. He doesn't appreciate the yoke. He doesn't appreciate the call of God that's on his life, and he's down there disgusted at them. After he preaches, the Bible said he backed over. He built him a little booth. He sat under that booth looking at the city of Nineveh. I just wonder what's going to become of them. I wonder if fire's going to fall. I wonder if there's going to be destroyed. And because God had mercy on 120,000 people, plus he even cared about the cattle. The cattle's mentioned in the Bible. That because God saved the people, the cattle were saved. He said they didn't know their right hand from their left hand Jonah, here you are fussing because I've had mercy because they fasted three days and, and all the cattle fasted and animals fasted. The children and the king got down in sackcloth and ashes and prayed and repented because I've had mercy on them. You're sitting over here with a bad spirit all mad and sold up and acting like a child when you should have been. Well, isn't it amazing? He could have been in the city of Nineveh just shouting a victory and dancing and saying, thank God we've had revival and God's turned everything around and God sent help. Look what God has done, but his attitude is so rotten in the midst of victory, he can't even enjoy the reward of the yoke. And there's a big lesson in that for all of us. And when the yoke comes and the reward comes from the yoke, if you're not careful, you'll turn up your nose at the blessing. You'll be so biased. You'll look at things through the wrong attitude, amen, until you'll miss the blessing of what God has done and what God is doing. Oh, God, I've seen people so mightily blessed and so unthankful, and it's so sad. I've seen people that seemingly was not so blessed, yet they were just filled with thanksgiving. Oh, where are you at today? Are you grateful for the blessings and the goodness of God in your life? And are you willing to say, yes, Lord, I want to do your will? Now, I've preached to you today, and I want to ask you something. I want to ask all the adults something in this building. Do you think these young people will be so much better off if they're just willing to go ahead and get on track? Not argue when they're asked to clean the kitchen, not argue when they're asked to clean their room, not argue when they're asked to do homework, not argue when they're asked to do things. Will they be a whole lot better off if they'll just bring themselves under subjection and say, yes, I want the reward, I want the blessing, I want the benefit, and I'm willing, amen. Or is it better in a home whenever you just have a rotten attitude and a bad spirit? and you're just walking around on the edge. You know why people do that? Because they've allowed an evil spirit to get a hold of them. They've allowed something to get wrong in their spirit, and it just becomes a fault-finding spirit, and they find wrong with everything. Oh, 
God, help us today. Now I'm preaching back to you adults. If it's been good for the young people and if we would have been better off in our youth to have been more careful and been more thankful for the yoke, would it not be true today that we would make sure that we check what yoke God has put on us and what God's called us to do and just go ahead and put our head right in the yoke and say, God, I want to do it better. I want to do it with a better attitude. I want to do it with a better spirit. I want to do it like you want it done. I want to do it with joy in my heart. I refuse. Everybody stand with me today. In the name of Jesus Christ, I wonder if there's anybody in this house that just out of your heart, it leaps out today. You feel moved in the Holy Ghost to say, yes, God, I want the yoke in my life. I don't know. When God gave me this message, I could just see such a beautiful life being so ill-spent because of a foolish little things of not wanting to submit to the yoke of God. You may say, you may look at the the world, the job, the natural side, and you may think, well, that's, that's not God's yoke. Yes, it's God's yoke. It's God's yoke in the natural. It's God's yoke in the spiritual. Why would anybody allow the devil to take what few days we have and let it be so ill-spent you, you, you know what? You're going to do it anyway. Jonah, you went down there anyway. You could have went with a great attitude. You could have went with the right spirit. You could have went down there shouting in your soul, amen, singing in your heart. You could have went down there and had a great time, but you had to make it miserable for you. And if there was anybody around him, a miserable person makes everybody miserable around him because you would not just submit yourself to the yoke of delivering the message and then letting God take care of everything else. Hallelujah. Help us today, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I want you to pray with me right now. I rebuke the spirit that's come against me right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Give us, Lord, a humble spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God's calling young people, young men today. Amen. To shoulder the yoke in your youth. God's calling you today. God's speaking to your heart and spirit saying, come on. Amen. Tighten it up. Adjust up a notch or two. You can do better than what you've been doing. Amen. And God's calling you right now. While people are praying, eyes are closed in this house. Amen. Walk to this front and say, yes, God, like never before. I'm not going to let the enemy, amen, beat me out of the rich reward that God has in my life. But I'm determined, Lord, I want to submit myself to my school teacher. I want to submit myself to my parents. I want to submit myself to my employer. I want to submit myself to the word of God, to the man of God, to the preach word of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Is there anybody's conscience the Holy Ghost has touched today? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Jesus, we believe you. Oh, so willingly today we come. So willingly today we submit to you. Come on, young men, you're doing the right thing. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Lord, I don't want to live an ill-spent life and the beauty never come out of my life. The beauty never come out of my life. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, speak to us, God. Oh, do you remember the day that good things started in your life? It's the submitting. Oh, yes, God. lift up our voices right now oh yes God I thank you for the yoke in my life today thank you for the yoke Lord let me know more how to deal with the yoke Lord in the name of Jesus we submit ourselves to you God we submit ourselves to one another God that's the accountability Lord oh God we want to do your will 
on this earth. What few days we have, don't let our life be ill-spent for something foolish. The beauty of it be destroyed. But Lord, let it be for your glory. Let our life be for your honor. Let us always be an example that others can follow in. Oh God, give us that stickability that we would not be unstable as water, but we will be determined in the spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. Praise God. Six o'clock this evening, amen, a Bible study for new converts. And you're interested in about the Holy Ghost, I'd like to invite you to join with me. It's right under this on my left, your right, as you go out on your left, under this uh, mezzanine uh, room and there. And uh, we'll be meeting at 6 o'clock. Praise God. Prayer meeting here at 6. Come and let's seek God, Holy Ghost to move. God bless you. Shake hands with somebody. Amen. Tell them. Hallelujah. I'm happy living for the Lord. <laughs>